it was the day after for us, but it was April Fool's Day. And I was like, are you insane? <laughs> and I had my sister who wrote the email, like, standing in the corner with a big smile on her face being like, that's, you got the job. And I had, it had just gone over my head until they were like, you're actually Gal Tracy. And I, it, oh my gosh, my heart's so full and my heart's pumping right now. You're we just thinking about it being like, oh my God. You're listening to the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. My name's Justin, or you can call me Stin. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. If you're one of our many loyal listeners, welcome back. I know it's been a minute, but we have an exciting new guest to bring you today in the form of Carmel Rodriguez. Carmel is zooming in from her dressing room in Melbourne from her run as Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray the Musical. This is Carmel's first ever professional musical theatre role and first time on a podcast and we are so grateful to have her speak about Hairspray and some of the amazing cast she has the pleasure to work with. Don't forget you can find all our episode information on our dedicated podcast site. Follow the link in this episode's description or follow us on Instagram at theatrethoughtsaus as well as our YouTube channel. So get ready to once again switch on those thoughts and delve into the world of the Theatre Thoughts podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. We're streaming, well, not live, I suppose. It's pre-recorded, obviously, by the time you're hearing us. But at our new studio with Echidna Audio in the Powerhouse Museum, we have a fantastic guest on today. It's a first for her. It's a first for me. Uh, it is also a first for her because it is her professional debut in musical theatre as a role of Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray the Musical, which is currently running in Melbourne at Melbourne's Regent Theatre. She is raised in Sydney. She spent the majority of her life singing, acting, dancing. She's a graduate of the Sydney Acting School. And in 2016, she was a semi-finalist on The Voice. And you're coached by Jessie J and the Madden Brothers. Please welcome Carmel Rodriguez. Hi! I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. Thank you so much for jumping on. No, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, and, and you said before it's your first time on the podcast and it's your debut uh, musical theatre role as well, so you're chucking out a lot of firsts. I know, first debut musical, first debut cod- podcast. I mean, what more is there first? Well, probably, I don't know, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Um, what, how's the show going? You guys opened, what, about two weeks ago? Yeah, and actually the show's gone really well. We've had a lot of people come up and, you know, like come in and sit in and just laugh. And that's what it's so good to see is that, you know, I'm in that bed and I'm the first thing that everybody sees and um, I have like a cheeky little look at the audience before I have to close my eyes before the light's on me and so I just see so many people with their smiling faces already on and yeah it's just incredible and after every show we have a a moment where we can ask people to come and stand up and dance with us and after every show they do (laughs) I love it I love it I think I love um it's happened I don't know like many shows that you know, get the audience up on their feet and having a good dance. And I saw the video um, from our reviewer who actually saw it in Melbourne um, and everyone was just up on their feet having the best time. Yeah, and it's it's so good, especially because, like, 
I'm looking out and I can see some people trying to do the moves as well. And it's uh, like, yeah. yes! I mean, the moves are very simple. Mm. And, like, we love the moves. It's just the stamina we have to do it at. Yes. It's just insane. Well, let's focus on you. Let's focus on you. So, Carmel, you're new, fresh out of acting school. Hairspray auditions come along. It's an open casting call. Tell me about the story. Um, well... My aunt saw Shane Jacobson on TV talking about how they're looking for a Tracy and sent me a link straight away. And I was umming and ahhing actually whether or not to audition for it. So I nearly did not audition. I know. Because I was looking at it and I was like, oh, you know, I've done the show before back when I was much younger. Or I'm probably not what they're looking for because Tracy's very a specific character, you know, short, larger than life, very extroverted as well. Mm. So I, I wasn't sure if I was the right fit. And then by the time it came up to where I had to put my name down, I had missed the deadline oh. by like two hours. I was so distraught and my sister and I sent two emails, which were very poor emails, might I add. It was just like one sentence being like, hi, I'm Carmel. Can I please still audition? And my sister took a look at it and was like, you are terrible at writing emails. Go get a drink of water. Came back and it was like this whole thing, not like an essay, but she had quoted the show. She had added my resume and then they sent it off. And it wasn't until Sunday morning when I got an email saying, we'll see you Monday. And I cried. I absolutely bawled out my eyes. And and I went in and auditioned. That's amazing. What a feeling. And then what what was the feeling like when you, I'm assuming they called you and they said, hey, you've got the part as Tracy. Like what feeling and what thought was going through your head? Honestly, that day replays in my head all the time and it was a zoom link like today and they had gotten matt lens who was our director to stream in from new york and say hey look i never get to do this but uh what would you like if you you know we thought you were tracy and i was at first i thought it was a prank because it was april fool's day over over in america oh no poor time (laughs) it was yeah it was it was the day after for us but it was April Fool's Day. And I was like, are you insane? (laughs) And I had my sister who wrote the email, like standing in the corner with a big smile on her face being like, that's, you got the job. And I had, it had just gone over my head until they were like, you're actually our Tracy. And I, oh my gosh, my heart's so full. (laughs) My heart's pumping right now. You're just thinking about it being like, oh my God. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, I can't imagine, but that's just like, Wow, what a there would have been such a feeling of like elation, I suppose. And it's such a big role in well, one of the most loved musicals as well. Mm, absolutely. I mean, the after everybody left and I was at home alone, I just screamed for a minute straight, being like, I got it! I got it! <laughs> That's so cool. My neighbors were probably like, What the heck is she on about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> came to check on you. Yeah, my dog thought I was, uh, you know, in pain or something. It was trying to, you know, lick me better. Mm, But mm. (laughs) it was all... And I I had actually kept the secret from my parents for about two weeks before I told them because I didn't want to... Yeah, My dad was over in America for his job and my mum was, like, right next to me. Actually, the thing is, 
I tried to keep it from my mum so I could tell mum and dad together, but then after a while, I had told mum after that Zoom meeting, because she knew I had it, being like, hey, they want me to do a genuine Baltimore accent, mm. which was a complete lie. And then she, every day, kept sending me, almost like four times a day, kept sending me links to YouTube videos for to do a genuine Baltimore accent. Oh, right. I got so annoyed, I cracked under pressure and was like, Mom, you don't have to do this. I got the role. And she just was like, what? I was like, yeah, I got it, like... <laughs> A few, I got it days ago, and she was like, "What? You made me do all that work, and you're doing this now?" Oh, bless mums, aren't they the best? Ah, oh, what a treat for her, though. Yeah, it was, and I had to like really grill her to not tell dad because mm. I didn't, I wanted to tell him in person. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, it, and like going on that, like it is a big role because I just noticed as you were speaking, those costumes behind you—they're all your costumes in the show, are they? They are. All my costumes, besides like my own actually, actually actual jacket. <laughs> but yeah, all my clothes are here. Everything that I wear, it's absolutely insane. My big old dressing gown, my favorite, my absolute favorite costume, uh, and then yep. of course the beautiful finale costume as well, which is just. Wow. So vibrant, and honestly, probably also one of my favorite. Co- actually, I can't choose; they're all my favorite. Yeah, 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 and there's such good costumes in the show as well. They're always just. Ah, they're They're quite iconic too. I mean, they really are. Yeah, the show actually won the Tony Award for best costumes, Mm. and like once you see it out there, you're like, damn! Of course, it's best costumes because there's so much color, vibrant colors too, not just like you know dull colors, but it's so vibrant, and you know, so much for your eyes to eat as Mm. well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) so good. Well, let's actually talk about Hairspray then, because you're performing currently with some of the best in the business. You've got Shane Jacobson as mum, Edna Turnblad. You have Todd McKenney as dad, Wilbur. You have old Millsy, Rob Mills as Corny Collins. You have Rhonda I'm going to tell Birchmore. him you told them old. <laughs> yeah, well, don't tell him that. <laughs> Uh, you have Rhonda Birchmore as Velma Von Tussle. Then you have Asabi Goodman as Motormouth Maybell and Sean Johnston as Link Larkin, plus a whole slew of cast as well. We actually talked to, um, who did we talk to? Zoe, Zoe Uanu. We talked um, to for Dubbo Championship Wrestling. I loved her. She's oh, amazing. I love her. She's insane. Yeah, she's, she's so good. I watch her side stage every time before I'm about to come on uh, during one of the songs, and she's just absolutely like, Ooh, ooh, yeah. and I was like, damn. Oh, I should have seen her in Dubbo Championship Wrestling. She just gave it her all. She's incredible. Yeah, she gives it her all here as well, and I'm so excited to be sharing the stage with her. Yeah, what a blessing. So Hairspray, is it's 25 years this year since the original, which opened in Seattle in 2002. Is that right? 20th. This is the 20. 20th anniversary. Right. Which you is so my, exciting, my, too. Hey, my I was math like, is not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. But, like, it's so exciting, especially because, like, 20 years ago, they were absolutely workshopping it just for this point. And back then, they didn't realise that Hairspray was going to be such an iconic show and almost like a cult classic, Mm. really, Mm. that it is today. And they just wanted to make the world a better place, wanted to show people what the world could be like. And everyone was just like, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. Mm. And I'm so, I'm honestly so glad that it is because 
Australia right now does, I believe, need this show. I believe yeah. everybody needs this show right now. Coming out of COVID, to be able to find yourself again, Hairspray's that show. Well, let's talk about Hairspray then. For anyone who's never seen it, or just for a a quick recap. You obviously are playing Tracy Turnblad. It's set in 1962 in Baltimore, Maryland, and you follow Tracy Turnblad, whose dream is to dance on the Corny Collins Show. So as a local TV dance program based on the real-life Buddy Dean show, and you win a role on the show, you become a celebrity overnight, you lead to social change, and you campaign for the show's integration. So I think you what you said that the... Australian theatre scene needs it right now speaks very well to what the show is about. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot more I can elaborate on because it's just a a show that you need to see that will make your heart feel so open. And as backstage, I mean, I I talk to Rob Mills a whole lot. He's like my big mentor in this whole thing. I mean, they've all taken me under their wing, but Rob Mills is, you know been showing me all the ropes to everything and he says the whole show really the reason why we're doing this show is to make people open their hearts to just be kinder to everyone Mm. and on our opening night rob keeps rob gave us all shirts that said kind is cool and it is true (laughs) so he's the best god love him Running a small business? Are you promoting a new show or running a theatre space? Maybe you're looking for an area to reach potential new clients. Why not advertise with us on the Theatre Thoughts podcast? We have a range of packages and prices for you to put your ad right here on the podcast. For more information, contact us at theatrethoughtsteam at outlook.com or by heading to our website, theatrethoughtsaus.online. Talk about your parents, not your actual parents, your on-stage parents. Let's talk oh, about okay, them. great. <laughs> <laughs> so Shane Jacobson, Todd McKenney. I um, love Shane, I and I haven't seen Todd in a whole lot of things, but I remember seeing Shane in Guys and Dolls way back when I was a young, starry-eyed teenager with my streaked, like, blonde hair, and uh, I met him backstage and I remember I, I asked him something because I, I wanted to like do musical theatre and be involved in musical theatre. And he said something with me that stuck with me um, ever since. Um, and he was saying to me, you got to start in community theatre. you got to start there. you got to meet people, learn the, like, the craft of theatre and learn how to work with people. And that's what I did. And it just changed my entire life instead of just jumping straight into like acting school or something like that. Um, what's been your experience with Shane and Todd? Shane and Todd, well, honestly, them together is a bad idea. Um, (laughs) in the, in the best possible way, just cause I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, they're great friends and they're absolutely hilarious together. That's why they're such a bad idea together. Yes. Yes. I can imagine. Because the first time we, that we saw them do Your Timeless to Me, their big old their big number together it went on for about 20 minutes just because they were both ad-libbing everything at each other and I was sitting in my jail cell being like oh goodness me (laughs) when's our next song (laughs) (laughs) so they are honestly they really are actually like my mum and dad I mean yesterday Todd actually came into my dressing room and was like come all 
you need to wake up now because I sleep in between matinee and and night shows. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then Shane just literally went out and bought a guitar and we sat in his dressing room and we just sang and played guitar together. Oh, that's so cool. How cool is that? It's insane. I never knew he could play guitar. And he was like, yeah. No, neither did I. I was in a band. I was in a band. Yeah, uh, I was in a band for 20 years. What do you think? <laughs> That's I'm great, so sorry. That's my really bad impression, impression of it. No, I, I think it's great. It's like just add a bit of a lisp on it and you got Kenny, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he is, I didn't realise um, how, how country he is. Uh, he's a very country bloke. He lives out in like the sticks in, in Victoria, doesn't he? He... Uh, I don't know. I won't comment on that because I'm not too sure exactly. But he is yeah. definitely a very country country person. Yeah. Absolutely. I see uh, he has pictures all of his beautiful children and his mm. house and his wife as well. And it's it looks like, you know, a farm out mm. there just from the pictures and it just looks amazing. He's invited me over for dinner one night, so I'll, you know, I'll get back to you. There you go. You have to let us know what it's like. <laughs> And then what about Rhonda? You've already touched on um, Rob Mills, but what about Rhonda Birchmore? Rhonda is the love of my life. I fell in love with Rhonda when I saw her in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Ah, okay. You know, when she walked on and she was this glamorous woman and then she went into the jungle and they were like, yeah, you can't do makeup. She just went, what? (laughs) Um, not to like, that's a bad thing, but she is such a light in this, in hairspray as well. I mean, everybody looks up to her and she, when anything would happen and I would think it was like the worst thing ever, she'd be like, it's okay. This thing's happened. And, you know, she'd also be like, stick with me. I'm all good. Um, (laughs) she's... The the best, and I share. Well, not I share a dressing room. She's the dressing room right next to me, and sometimes I play my music a bit too loud. But oh. she comes in, and she's like, "Woohoo, let's <laughs> turn it down." I'd be like, "Oh, okay." I thought you were going to tell me she knocks on the door and tells you to be quiet. That's so good. <laughs> only when she only when she's got a headache. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, well, let's um talk about the show. What's your what's your favorite moment in the show? Is there something that you just love doing all the time? I mean, that's really hard to put on me cuz yeah. <laughs> I love everything about the show. The from the the costumes to the dancing to the music to hearing just that saxophone at the very beginning. Like it's there's too many things that you know, I love about it that I cannot say that it's just the whole thing. Mm. I mean, possibly when something goes wrong and we have to try and figure it out on stage. Oh, they're my favourite moments. Yeah. Like, there's a few, there was one time, and I'm so sorry for saying this about, um, saying this, but Sean forgot the ring that he was supposed to give Tracy. Oh, no. So he was like... He was like, so Trace, and then was like patting around himself being like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? And he just goes, 
I think I love you. Yeah. <laughs> to which everyone backstage just went, what? Oh, no. So he forgot the ring one night, and now I, every time I look at him before he's about to come on stage, I'm like, you got the ring? And he's like, <laughs> I, do. I got it. I got it. That's great. <laughs> I love the, the mishaps on stage are like my favourite things to hear from artists. We were talking with um, some of the cast from Jagged Little Pill, and they were just telling us of some of the stuff that just, because it's live theatre, it's the best part of it. Things go, you know, wrong. I have so many more stories if you want. <laughs> oh, give us one. Why not? Give us one more. I'll give you. I'll give you one more. So one night, there's. Um, this is probably spoiling it a bit too much, but where was there's a phone with a really really long massive cord, and one night someone on the end of the cord accidentally let go and it <sighs> flung right into Shane, and he does the best lines. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how he comes up with them right on the spot, but he's like, oh. We just created a mobile phone no. <laughs> in 1962. <laughs> and then he goes, live theater. This is what you pay for. This is what you get. <laughs> and then and then after that, you know, it's supposed to like fling right into the side, into the wing, but he just mm. chucked it straight down. <laughs> Should have passed it to the conductor. That would have been great. <laughs> He should have. I'll, I'll give that suggestion to him next time. Yeah. <laughs> the word is out. The Theatre Thoughts Monthly is here, and it's your chance to get exclusive giveaways, podcast episodes, reviews, and more direct to your inbox. Don't wait until next month. Get this month's Theatre Thoughts Monthly now. It takes two seconds to sign up. Simply head to the link in this episode's description and select the Theatre Thoughts Monthly option to fill in your details. It's that simple. You'll receive links direct to this month's edition of Charlotte's Cheap Thrills, early access to an exclusive giveaway only for Theatre Thoughts subscribers and the early goss on our next massive star on the podcast. Now, let's get back to today's episode. With Tracy, because we've talked about how iconic she is, what's been the most difficult part for you in rehearsal and rehearsing for her? Um, the difficult part is probably filling in her shoes. Mm. I mean, she is such she is such a light in such darkness as well that it's it. I sometimes you know it's hard to fill the shoes. Not only that, but sometimes my shoes were not the right size for me. So, I mean, it was kind of hard to fit those shoes too. But um, so when Tracy has to be at her very, very lowest, but she still has to be really, really positive about it. Like, I I think that's probably, and it's an acting thing, but it's most likely the the hardest part Mm. is that when she's so down, she's still optimistic about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's there's beautiful. a beautiful. Also, there's also a beautiful reprise that she sings in Act Two as well. That you know, at the first time when I started singing it, I was bawling my eyes out, and the director was like, "Yeah, nah." Oh, okay. Or, you know, in his, in his American accent, he'd be like, "Um, yeah, I I like that idea, but no, I I, th- I really think it's something like this." And so, <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah. So that. That's the hard, the hardest song, not to sing, but to just do yeah, in general. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, good on you. Because like you said, like it's your debut and it's such a big thing for you. So congratulations, really. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Did you want to um, play my game? Yes, I'd love to play your game. I love games. Good, good. Here we go. So I'm going to try, this is a first again on the show. Uh, I want to try to make this a staple game because I was like, theatre thoughts. It's got to have some sort of thoughts element to it, surely. So it's called One Minute Theatre Thoughts and we're having One Minute Theatre Thoughts with Carmel Rodriguez. So I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of different questions in one minute and it's just going to be quick fire. First thing comes off the top of your head. I've tried to not make them like too controversial. So, you know, you can just, if you don't want to answer one, just say pass. We'll go to the next one. Okay. It's going to be hard to do it in a minute, but... <laughs> we'll see how we go. I think, I hope I have enough. If we go under a minute, then you win, I assume. <laughs> Starting Okay. The What's your favourite musical? Phantom of the Opera. Your first theatre memory? Theatre memory was Wicked uh, Fiero! Your most disliked musical? Into the Woods. Oh, controversial. Who's the funniest cast member in Hairspray? <laughs> Shane. Okay, excellent. Your favourite musical theatre song? So much better. Excellent. What's your go-to movie musical? Movie musical? Mm. Hairspray. Nice, good answer. The most overrated musical? Overrate? Oh, Into the Woods. Okay, your karaoke song? Oh, uh, The Veronica's. Oh, which one? Oh, um... <laughs> Uh, untouched. Excellent. And that's it. One minute. Well done. Oh, were there more questions? There was only two more, but I'll ask them because oh, I want to see your answer. Close. Uh, what musical would you most want to see come to Australia? Most want to see come to Australia? Yeah. Anastasia. Oh, that'd be beautiful. That'd be beautiful. I wouldn't say that's far off. If they've got Cinderella, I'm sure they could do Anastasia. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen a few bootlegs, but it's gorgeous. Mm. It's mm. absolutely gorgeous. It it takes all the songs from the movie that we love yeah. and it's just made it into this huge, it's honestly amazing. I want Hades Town. I'm dying to have Hades Town come. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. I've um, heard and- I've heard on the grapevine it might be. Excellent. Watch <laughs> this space. Um and the last one I think was, oh, which musical are you most excited to see that's already coming to Australia? Uh, already coming to Australia? Mm. Hairspray? Nice. Good answer. Spot on. Spot I haven't on. even seen it yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm on stage, but I haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> Excellent. I think they're all amazing answers. Yeah. Oh, look, I win. I win. You win. I win my mug. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for playing. That was awesome. Thank you so much for letting me play. I mean, I, no worries. I, I'm honestly spurring a whole bunch of stuff in my face now. So please tell me to stop talking whenever no, you need me to. it's fine. Well, we actually need to wrap up because the Zoom will shut soon. So thank you so much for jumping on with us. Um, and, yeah, what an amazing opportunity for you. It's insane. Insane. <laughs> And I'm so excited you're coming to Sydney as well next year, so I'll see you when you come to Sydney. I am so excited. That's my hometown, and I cannot wait for everybody I know to come see it. 
Even on my students too. Yes. Yeah, that'd be so good for them. Well, Hairspray plays at Melbourne's Region Theatre until October 14th. You can buy tickets at hairspraymusical.com.au. Thank you so much, Carmel, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This has just been amazing. Absolutely awesome. A massive thank you to Jessica Bendel Publicity for helping to organise today's episode. Thank you to Carmel Rodriguez for joining us as our guest on the podcast. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them at Echidna Audio on Instagram. Tickets for the Melbourne, Adelaide and Sydney seasons of Hairspray the Musical can be found at hairspraymusical.com.au or by clicking the link in this episode's description. That's it for another episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. If you have a production you're wanting to promote, have a thought on theatre you wish to highlight, or feel like you can bring diverse and insightful conversation to the podcast, why not come on as a Theatre Thoughts co-host? We're looking for new and exciting people to come and feature in future podcasts and talk with our amazing guests. Contact our team now at theatrethoughtsteam at outlook.com or by hitting us up on our socials. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.